Hey, this is Annie. Oh yeah, it's Samantha. And welcome to Stuff Mom Never Told You, a production of iHeartRadio's How Stuff Works. Did you play soccer as a kid, Samantha? No. No? no. It, well, I came from a very small town, so the only sports we ever had were baseball, softball, football, basketball. End of story. There's, and maybe some tennis. I guess, yeah, soccer was... No no soccer in LJ. No soccer in LJ. That's funny. I do remember... Um, I played soccer, and I remember it being this kind of battle to even get funding, because all the funding goes to football. Right. Which is confusingly North American football. Right, right. <laughs> Try that again. Yes. I think I think people know what we're talking about. Um, and it's... It's sad because I was really competitive for a while uh, when I played, but when I became like a teenager, I was so insecure about my body and my ability that I quit. It kind of goes back to the impossible goal, but also right. just, yeah, pretty much I got breasts and then I was like, nope, nope. <laughs> I'm embarrassed. can't be bouncing about. I'm embarrassed. Uh, and it still bums me out. But in college, my roommate had a poster of Mia Hamm. Oh, yes. And I remember occasionally just being really happy, like, that that poster was that. there. Yes. Yeah, I'm feeling yes. like, yeah, get it, Mia Hamm. Get it. I mean, Bend It Like Beckham. It was fantastic. One of my favorites. I haven't seen that in so long. It's been a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but yes, the reason we're talking about this <laughs> is the U.S. women's national soccer team just won the Women's World Cup. Let's get equal pay. Yeah, that's what people started chanting yes. in the team in the USA yeah. rhythm. They're, they're about to meet up with um, some of the female senators. Yeah, I love that's that. Awesome. Well, congratulations to them. Congrats! So proud. Yes. Number four. Number four. That was their number fourth win. Oh, it's like, no, they're number one. <laughs> they're fourth World Cup win. Oh, okay. <laughs> what are you talking Not that they're number four. <laughs> Never. And yeah, while this has been happening, while everyone's been watching this, a lot of issues around equality and sexism have played out. Um, I remember there's all the talk that they celebrated too hard. Right. That it was like not uh, sportsmanlike. Unsportsmanlike. Yeah, uh-huh. And then um, immediately after they won, the equal pay chanting. Um, and there have been so many reasons for so long that are untrue um, about why the women on the team don't get equal pay. And number one being the women's team doesn't generate as many viewers as the male team. Right. Um, but the final game of the 2019 Women's World Cup rated as one of the highest in soccer history when it comes to viewership. Yeah, I think one of the other recent reports is they've made more money. Yes, they did. For mm-hmm. than any um than the men's team. They absolutely did. Um and do you know you know when the last best showing for soccer in the US was? I'll tell you. The 2015 FIFA Women's World Cup final. Right. Um and this year's viewership is 20% higher than the men's 2018 final. Um, and the U.S. men might not have been in that game, which is another point we could make. Um, but that's still pretty huge. right? Yeah. Uh, the team filed a class action lawsuit, the women's team, against the U.S. Soccer Federation, asserting they get paid less than their male counterparts 
for the same work and that they were expected to work under worse conditions. Quote, for substantially equal work and by denying them at least equal playing, training, and travel conditions, equal promotion for their games, equal support and development for their games, and other terms and conditions of employment equal to the MNT. The prize, let's talk about that. The prize for the 2018 Men's World Cup was $400 million, while female players will receive $30 million this year. Mm -hmm. That's, I mean, Snoop Dogg said it. Pay these f***ing women. He said it. If Snoop Dogg... I mean, Snoop Dogg chimed in. He was like, what the hell, (laughs) y'all? That was my impression. I'm sorry. (laughs) It was was all right. It was passable. That was actually actually me just saying it. Yes. As me pretending like it would have been something Snoop Dogg would have said, but it's not. Yeah. But Snoop Dogg, I get you. I hear you. So you're on the same page. I got you. Mm Mm-hmm. That same year, 2018, women's matches generated over a million more dollars in revenue than men's. The U.S. men's team failed to even qualify last year and doesn't have the same record of success that the women's team does. Mm -hmm. So, I'm just, uh, they're so awesome and like seeing them and being vocal and like all about equality and LGBTQ plus. Right. And it's been such a thrill. And I'm so, it, it's like seeing that Mia Ham poster all over again. Right. I'm just so happy and they're inspiring. And congratulations. Congratulations. Yes. But let's get them some equal pay. Equal pay. Welcome to Stuff Mom Never Told You from HowStuffWorks.com. Welcome to the podcast. I'm Kristen. And I'm Caroline. And to celebrate Women's History Month, which is March, by the way. All of March. Yes. And also to explore questions that we hear directly from Stuff Mom Never Told You listeners, and also just from ourselves, about how to become female trailblazers, gender equality instigators, and fearless rabble rousers. We're presenting this month-long mini-series we're calling... Change makers. And before we get to today's fabulous and inspiring change maker, we want to give you a little bit of background about how this series came to be. Yeah, let's talk about the makers in change makers because all of this was inspired by our trip to a women's empowerment conference hosted by Makers, which is a platform from AOL. Gloria Steinem is its godmother of sorts, and Makers is the largest video collection of women's stories. And at this fantastic conference, Caroline and I had the opportunity to chat with a few of those makers who are personally driven to change their environments and ultimately change the world. Hashtag NBD. But we realize how change making can seem intimidating. I mean, how do you start? What if you aren't a celebrity or a corporate superstar? What are the transformative tools that we all have, regardless of where we are in life? Regardless of whether we're podcasters or not. Well, thankfully, we have resources like makers that showcase all of these female role models whose stories and insights demonstrate not only what incredible societal impacts women can create even today, but also how each of us can find our voices and our authentic paths towards success for today and for the future. So with that, let's get to change making. So Caroline, the theme for this mini series episode 
is Motivation Matters. Yeah, we're talking to the incredibly motivational Abby Wambach, and I find her to be incredibly motivating because I don't know when the last time was that I heard someone who was just so determined to make waves. Yeah, I mean, she's motivating, but she's also one of the most motivated people I think I've ever met. And the combination of her motivation and the confidence, Mm -hmm. the sheer confidence that she has to back it up um, is something I think that we all can learn from. Because for those of you who don't know, Abby Wambach is uh, one of the best soccer players in the sport's history. She's scored more goals in international games than any other player, male or female. She's incredible. And she recently retired and she has this massive platform and the kind of platform and connections that seem so out of reach (laughs) for folks like us, everyday folks. Um, But When we talked to her, she also offered so much practical insight into the things that you and I can be doing every day to kind of become our own Abby Wambach. (laughs) You know what I mean? (laughs) Well, yeah. And I mean, Abby Wambach, part of how she became Abby Wambach has to do with her upbringing. She's the youngest of seven kids. And so she really pushed herself not only to just keep up with her siblings, but To be able to get any attention in that huge group of people. Yeah, as the youngest of five kids, I could 100% relate to this. Um, She talks about how uh, she has a bunch of brothers. I think she has four brothers. And she would kind of have to endure harassment, sibling harassment from them. They would often play hockey and she would be the keeper and they would just like pelt the hockey pucks with them. They would also pull pranks on her. But she had this drive growing up that resonated completely with my experience as the baby in the family where she never wanted to win just because they let her. She always wanted to win fair and square. And so that competitive edge was there in her from the get-go. And not surprisingly, that translated right to the soccer field where she started playing when she was a kid and was, you know, immediately at the top of her game growing up. And I think it was in high school that she really started developing her signature style of heading the balls. She's known for scoring via heading, which um, as someone who played soccer for a couple years and I grew up, with uh, soccer players all in my family. That just amazed me because, I mean, A, I'm just not great at heading the ball. (laughs) But to be able to do it with the kind of force that she does, you literally have to have, you have to be um, uh, hard-headed. Hard-headed, yes, thank you. I was like, strong-willed? No, that's not right. (laughs) Hard-headed. And thanks to that hard-headedness and that incredible innate ability, in 2004, she was further motivated in Athens, Greece, to lead the U.S. women's Olympic soccer team to an overtime gold medal victory against Brazil. And four years later, she was motivated again to heal from a fractured tibia and fibula. And that sidelined her at the Beijing Olympics. And she had to sort of learn to be able to sit back and let others take the lead. And for those of you who didn't tune in to that Women's World Cup, in the semifinals, the U.S. was playing Brazil and they were down. And Abby Wambach and her incredible (laughs) heading skills and just general skills was able to score and tie things up, sending the game into overtime. And then I think it went into penalty kicks. And of course, the U.S. won. 
They were later defeated by Japan, but that U.S. Brazil game was just stunning to watch. Yeah, I mean, and in 2012, just a year later, she was named FIFA's Women's Player of the Year. So, I mean, which is honestly no surprise because of all of her internal drive, all of that motivation that led her up to that point. And ever since announcing her retirement in October 2015, Wambach has a new and even bolder motivation. Um, She's talked about how her life was so shaped by Title IX, um, which a lot of people might not realize that Title IX was actually not intended uh, to even the playing field for girls and women's sports. But because of that outcome, you know, it enabled her to go to high school and play soccer and then go to college and obviously continue playing and have access to soccer or for our European listeners to football, um, to having access to those kinds of sports. And so now that she's been through the system, she was at the top of the professional sport. And now that she's retired, she's described her next big thing that she's clearly still developing as Title 10. Yeah, she has had the chance to meet now that she's retired. Uh, I mean, I don't know if she's actually sat down or, or like rested for a minute, but she's had the chance to meet all sorts of executives, politicians, just leaders in this country and in the world who have helped sort of open her eyes to things like the gender gap. And she even visited the White House. And when Obama met her, uh, part of what he told her was that playing like a girl means playing like a badass. Oh, Obama. Yeah. Spoken like the father of two daughters. And Caroline, I'm sure that meeting President Obama was quite a thrill. But, I mean, I would think that her opportunity to meet a couple of lady podcasters was, I mean, so far the highlight of just, I'm going to just say everything, you know? <laughs> yeah, I can see how we we can really play a role in her continued motivation. Absolutely. Uh, Conger and Irvin pushing Wambach to be even more incredible. Um, but yeah, no, we, we loved the chance to talk to her. She's a, a fantastic woman who's, again, and Kristen already said this, but I think it bears repeating, her confidence is is out of this world. It's it is really inspirational to see a woman who just absolutely has and I'm I'm apologizing for this uh this pun but she's got her eye on the ball. Ooh. <laughs> I know I know you love it. But Caroline, I'd say that pun was a goal. Ooh, thanks. Um well so yeah, let's let's jump into our conversation uh with Abby and and find out kind of what's on her mind as she enters retirement still getting used to saying former. And right now I am figuring out how exactly I'm going to change the world because that's what I'm going to do. That's who I am. I don't understand why people wouldn't want to positively influence our culture, our our daughters, our mothers, our brothers, our sons. Um, and I think that I have a unique opportunity and a platform to be able to do that in a really progressive way uh, that stands. And uh, and so it's going to be an interesting couple of years uh, figuring it all out. But that's that's the beauty of life, you know, trying to figure it all out. So in addition to her massive platform, which, by the way, now includes her own Barbie doll. I mean, I feel like, you know, you've made it 
when you have your own Barbie doll. Caroline, quick question also. I don't want to get too far away from Wombach, mm-hmm. but if you had your own Barbie doll, like what would be the Caroline Barbie doll accessories? <laughs> uh, let's see. She would be carrying a corgi and uh, a sandwich. Yeah, I think that would be corgi and a sandwich. I like that. It, separate hands, though. Of you, course. You can't, like, I mean, unless it's, like, a really well-behaved corgi that could put the sandwich on its head and right. just balance it. Obviously, if you do it in the same hand, corgi's going to eat the sandwich. Yeah. But that would kind of be cute to watch. It would be. So I'm just be saying. cute. Well, that's the Barbie doll, Caroline. I um, I will pre-order <laughs> when it comes out. Um, I, Yeah, I consider it to be part of a, it's lady power. <laughs> lady power sandwich. But back to Wambach, um, she has this lofty goal. Obviously, she wants to create this thing that she's calling Title 10, which is essentially um, attacking the issue of the gender wage gap, which is all around the world, alive and not so well. And in order to do that, it's going to take a lot of coalition building, obviously, and so we wanted to ask her about how team building and also serving as the captain of her team on the soccer field will translate into starting this movement. Because, I mean, she definitely has the individual qualities of a leader. When she was talking to AOL CEO Tim Armstrong, for instance, um, he asked for like three words that people who knew her would use to describe her. And without missing a beat, she just said loud, fearless, and a winner. Man, <laughs> I need a little Wombach in my life. I think. I think, yeah, I think we all need a little Wombach in our lives. And I like too, though, that when she talks about team building and pulling people together, like she, she's very clear that we need all sorts of people represented. She's been quoted as saying, you know, we need men at the table too. We need people of all different backgrounds and. So when we asked her about what she was going to do in terms of using her team building experience to try to change the world, she gave us some great insight, but she also corrected me on my use of the word try. You have to effectively find out what motivates each individual and at the same time still adhering to the collective goals in which you set forth as a collective. Uh, and. And it's not easy by by any stretch. It's it's very difficult to um, to motivate and find what motivates people. It's a hard thing, you know. I know parents are around the world struggle to do that themselves. But the truth is, is the beauty of it all is in that form of motivating or trying to find out what motivates people. All you are really hoping to do is for them to learn about themselves, so they don't need external motivation so that they can motivate themselves to be their best best self. And to correct you, um, I'm, I'm not wanting to change the world. I'm going to change the world. And I think that that's a very, very unique and important uh, justification because I will not let myself fail at that because I think it's too important. Now, in terms of failure, Wambach has experienced it personally, obviously, losing games sometime, uh, getting injured and not being able to go to the Beijing Olympics. Um, and she's also experienced it 
on the on the receiving end in terms of the failure of professional soccer to level the gendered playing field. And even before she retired, Wambach was and obviously still is extremely vocal, especially on pay equity for female players, because (laughs) the disparity between what a male professional soccer player will make versus a female professional soccer player um, is so stark. If we just look at the World Cup payouts, for instance, the total women's World Cup payout is $15 million, which nothing to sneeze at. But the total payout for the men's World Cup, $576 million. That's a a difference. That is a difference. I think according to our math skills, Caroline, that is a big difference. (laughs) Approximately. Uh, That's approximately, give or take, a giant difference, a giant gap. Yes. A giant pay gap. Um, yeah, I mean, it, when you look at what's going on with women's soccer compared to men's, it is a stark difference. Like you said, um, a first division women's soccer player makes 98.6% less than comparable professional men's players. And this kind of gender discrimination is even reflected in the subpar artificial turf that the Women's World Cup finalists had to play on. And there's even been a gender discrimination lawsuit brought against FIFA to get the women on natural grass. And that might seem like a quibble of, oh, well, who cares whether you're playing on AstroTurf or natural grass? And the answer is it changes Everything. Well, not to mention that there was that one recent incident where they showed up to play on turf, not grass. And not only was it not up to par, but I mean, there were rocks everywhere, scuffs, holes. They couldn't play on it. Yeah. I mean, it sounds like those kinds of conditions are just flat out dangerous. And in speaking again to uh, AOL CEO Tim Armstrong at the Makers Conference, Wambach said it costs zero dollars to treat somebody equally. And that fires me up. Why is this still happening? I'm pissed off. Yeah, I mean, she's really zeroing in on this pay gap issue in her retirement. I mean, we well, we keep referring to it as her retirement, but it doesn't sound like she's slowing down or heading to Boca or anything. You know, she she's talked about the need for real equality for all people and has even pointed out Something that, you know, we've sort of touched on in a lot of Sminty episodes, which is the idea that people are brought up thinking women are inferior. And so she's really kind of putting her flag in the ground saying, this is my issue and I'm going to tackle this. And we want to get her perspective, too, on managing failure, especially as you're working toward such a lofty goal. Because the thing is, closing that infuriating gender wage gap also requires confronting gendered notions of female perfection and learning, especially as girls and women who are socialized to avoid risk taking and fear to understand how to manage that in a healthier and and kind of more successful way in the long term. Well, I think that that's a really great point, especially because now that we're fighting for positions of power, whether it's the Oval Office or positions on executive boards, whether it's the token one female in the executive boardroom, um, women are expected to be perfect and fit this perfect, quote unquote, uh, system, this, this image, I think, that men have created for us. 
my my personal belief is the more times you fail, the more you learn. Um, it's not easy because um, knowing what society like believes in in terms of um, perfectionism from a, 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 a female's perspective, you we all have high standards, you know. Uh, and, and I think that that's a positive, but it also can hurt us in some ways because when you do fail, it's never about what you fail or how often you fail. It's always, always about what you do when you're, when the failure happens, how, how you react. That's your character. That's who you are. You know, when, when you fail one time, you learn. It's experience. You turn the page and you move on. And, uh, the faster you can move on, the quicker the learn will happen, the quicker that experience will set in and the more respect you will get. Because the truth is, is most guys out there, they've been punched in the face at recess, right? Where they get their respect is if they get up, right? Where they get their respect is, is how they get up. Where they, they grow their character is, is what they do after when, after getting punched in the face, metaphorically speaking, of course. <laughs> or, or literally. Yeah. I don't want to promote her violence here. <laughs> right, playground violence. Yeah. Um, well, we actually, I think recess is now gone, so. Yeah. Like, Step one. Bring Hashtag. recess back to the yeah. school. Hashtag bring recess back. <laughs> now, of course, getting back up is easier when you have a good support network. And arguably, Wambach has had a large one since childhood. You know, we mentioned and her six siblings already. But we really wanted to know what relationships have been critical for getting her to this milestone in her career and life. Well, that's a huge thing. You are you are you are the environment you, you surround yourself with. And, you know, as you grow older and for me, as I've gotten um, a little bit more famous, quote unquote famous, I wouldn't even call myself famous, but, you know, I've been able to meet amazing people amazing people that, that have changed the world, right? And so I just pick their brains. I put myself in environments where um, I can learn as much as I can, but my support system is, is surely my friends and family. Um, you know, I'm so lucky to have the people that I've had surround me over the last four months, you know, even since the World Cup ended. Um, it's been a journey. It's been a, it's been a real journey because when you've done something for 30 years, then you kind of strip away from that you know, you wonder who you are because I identified so much of myself as a soccer player and to shed that soccer player's skin and now recreate and regrow, so to speak, the skin of, you know, this older, more wise, uh, more pretty uh, <laughs> woman. Uh, it's been it's been daunting. And so you need the people around you that 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 can mirror for you. Right. Um, I don't need somebody to tell me what to do. I need somebody to mirror me so that I can see what I'm doing. And, and from that mirror, I can then make those decisions moving forward to, to be more positive and happy. And the thing is, Wambach is so motivated and so extremely confident, but she's also logical. I mean, she realizes that everything that she's saying is a bold declaration, but it is inspiring to hear her break down how that motivation factor and all of its individual components can ignite the Wombach level of passion 
that all of us can practice, regardless of, say, our athletic ability or history-making talent. We don't have to all have our own Barbies, as much as Caroline, I really do want a Caroline Barbie as soon as possible. Um, but we don't have to be at that level to start practicing these things and fueling our own motivation for the long term. Yeah, again, the the confidence and single mindedness is really inspiring from Abby. She doesn't settle. This is not a woman who settles. She told Tim Armstrong in her makers interview, I know no matter what I do, I'm going to be good at, but that's not good enough. Apparently, that's not good enough. Uh, she says, I want to be the best. It's going to be changing the world and fighting for equality so everyone has equal opportunities. Small goals. Oh, small goals. Small goals. But I do. I love it. Like you said, she really does break down how we can all stay motivated, whether it is to become a world, a top of the world soccer player or whether it's just to sort of motivate yourself moment to moment throughout your day. Caroline, do you think that um, starting now, if I really fuel up my Wombach level passion and get on that soccer field, <laughs> I can make it? Yeah, I can I'm, make sh- it? I'm sure it's just like muscle memory, right? You know, totally starting to head the ball again. Well, you know, while I was playing soccer, though, as a kid, I was also taking ballet. So I don't know which muscle memory will be revived. (laughs) Okay. well, you don't do the pirouetting on the field. Oh, yeah. Okay. (laughs) Good to know. Save the plies for later, which is a motto that we should all live by. Save the plies. (laughs) So let's hear more from Wambach. You know, I've played I played soccer for 30 years. So the last five or six weeks, um, I've been meeting with a lot of people. I've been doing things like that uh, and and like this. So for the last couple of weeks, I've kind of just turned turned my my brain off. Um, I've had things here and there that I've done, and it's been really interesting because if you're out there and you struggle to find any motivation or you struggle to figure out what your next move or next step is going to be. That's okay, because I've been doing that also, you know? And people look at me as this awe-inspiring athlete who overcome overcame challenges and now is going to take on and spearhead this change-the-world equality thing. Um, but, you know, I'm, I'm a human being, too. I'm not, like... I'm not like looking at myself every night in the mirror, motivating myself like, come on, Abby, you can do this tomorrow. I don't do that. You know, I'm a person and I I have fears and and questions and curiosities, uh, not just about the world, but, but about myself. And I think that that's so important. Too often people immortalize and 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 put idols and famous people on pedestals that we don't deserve. I may be tall. I may be able to see over most women and men. But the reality for me is I'm I'm human and I'm I'm scared in moments, too. And it's not easy to um, to sidestep some of that fear and to go after something that you really, truly believe in, because that's my my belief is if you're passionate about something enough, if you believe in yourself enough then those steps that you take towards that passion, towards that goal, will will happen. And sometimes it's scary to take the first step, but I promise that second and third and fourth step will be so worth it. Um, take it from me. I've I've gotten up. I've I've failed. I've stayed down a little bit longer than maybe I should have. But all that stuff is good. It's like it's real deep seated good stuff that you will carry with you for the rest of your life. And 
you know, even now I'm talking and I'm motivating myself to get excited about working out later today. Um, and that's a very trivial thing, right? I'm talking about changing the world, but then some people have to scale that back. I don't have the platform Abby has. Like, how does this relate to me? Listen, you have to motivate yourself every day to eat well, to sleep enough hours, to uh, exercise. And those are really, really important factors at being a healthy, successful, happy human being. Otherwise, everybody would be happy, right? Everybody would have a perfect, beautiful life. Mm-hmm. Not everybody does because it takes work. It takes, it, takes, it takes failure. It takes, you know, success. It takes all the different things. And once you bundle, bundle that all up in a little package, hopefully you're older and, and, and wiser and, and, you have, and you have a good and happy life. And it seems like a lot of what underlies Abby Wambach's success and her confidence and motivation moving forward is a lot of self-awareness, too. I mean, yes, she has achieved so much. She's a world-class female athlete with few qualms for calling out gender disparities. You know, but she's also an LGBT athlete who's been so comfortable with herself and her orientation to the point that when she and her partner got married and there was obviously some you know media buzz over it, she didn't really understand because she was like, there was never really like a coming out moment for me. I've always just really been myself. Um, and even the way that she describes herself, like she she's clearly able to recognize where she might have some faults, but also how that feeds into her strengths. Yeah, she admits that she is, as she put it, this is, these are her words, not ours. Uh, I'm a control freak, know it all, but she says, I'm sneaky about it. I think I know what I'm doing, but I'm lucky I have the ability to step back. It's important, again, as we've talked about, to have that self-awareness. And she really considers her compassion and her drive to understand others' experiences as two of her biggest strengths. So all of this is happening, you know, while really the world is watching and there are so many girls, especially out there who see Abby Wambach as a role model. And I can only guess that as she continues her work and doesn't plan on, you know, stepping back from her public visibility at all, the role modeling will only continue. So we wanted to talk to her about the responsibility that she feels regarding role modeling and kind of what impression she hopes she's leaving with everyone. I'm the number one thing um, I hope to role model is that you can be yourself. You can be excellent at what you do. You can win championships. You can break records. You can be, be literally the best in the world at what you do, but none of that will mean you're a good person. You have to, the, you have to earn that every single day. And it's how you treat the people amid being the best the best goal scorer winning championships so i always like to to bring myself down to ground zero and remind myself that being a good person is the most important quality uh, that you can possibly have and if you can have those qualities within all of the confines of having a successful happy life then then you've got you've kind of figured it all out you know what i mean and it's not always easy you know sometimes people who honk their horns in new york city really annoy me um and i get angry quickly um but 
the truth is, is that every single day is another opportunity to prove what kind of person you are. And, um, and I try to prove that I'm a good person every single day. I don't, I'm not successful at it. You know, some days I am too lazy. Some days I'm too crazy. I don't even know what, but, um, every, every single day is another opportunity to prove your worth and, and, and who you are and who you want to be. Well, thanks in advance for changing the world. Yeah. yeah. Really You're welcome. It. You're welcome. Yeah. No problem. No problem. say that it's comforting to know that Abby Wambach has those those kinds of emotional ups and downs in a way of getting angry clearly about issues like maybe not being paid as much as her male counterparts and just inequality that she sees within society at large, but that she can channel it and that we can channel that kind of anger into into powerful things into entire movements yeah and i think if we all could have even an ounce of abby's single-minded confidence and determination you know maybe we could all feel better about our opportunities that we have and seizing our opportunities to change the world around us yeah i mean and in terms of the theme of motivation matters. It seems like after talking to Abby, yes, there's that thread of motivation throughout her whole life that has led her to this point. But there's also the connection between self-awareness and motivation. So it seems like self-aware motivation matters. Yeah, being able to recognize your weaknesses or failings and instead of feeling bad about them or letting them trip you up, just saying, I'm just going to compensate for them in other ways or, you know, whereas they might be viewed as negatives, just viewing them almost as a natural part of yourself that, you know, you're just going to almost work around them. Yeah. And, and also too the, the factor of being motivated, yes, for yourself, warts and all, but also being motivated for others. I mean, it really seems like it was a transformational experience for her to have to take a step back in 2008 when she was injured and watch her team and be motivated for them. And clearly that same, it's, it seems like she's only spreading that farther because I feel like Caroline, she is motivated for all of us, yeah. for all of our like girls and women. And that's, I mean, that's what a leader is. Yeah. Someone who's so driven, but not only driven to benefit themselves, but driven to make changes for the better in the lives of others. Caroline, I really feel like we are now introducing Abby Wambach, presidential candidate. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds like a good idea. Maybe she should pencil that in if she's talking with all these world leaders. Yeah. Just go ahead and hop on, hop on in that mix. Yeah. (laughs) And that that hot stew. Well, thanks so much to Abby Wambach for talking to us. And now, listeners, we'd love to hear from you, maybe about your experience if you're a female athlete or if she's one of your role models or the kinds of gender inequalities that you've experienced and what motivates you. Momstuff at HowStuffWorks.com is where you can send us your emails and you can also tweet us at MomStuffPodcast or message us on Facebook. And for links to all of our blogs, videos, and podcasts so you can learn all the stuff Mom Never Told You, head on over to StuffMomNeverToldYou.com. So we hope you've enjoyed this update, this classic episode about soccer. 
Um, if you would like to email us, you can. Our email is stuffmediamomstuff at iheartmedia.com. You can find us on Twitter at MomStuffPodcast and on Instagram at Stuff I Never Told You. Thanks as always to our super producer, Andrew Howard. Thanks to you for listening. Stuff I'm Never Told You is a production of iHeartRadio's How Stuff Works. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. <laughs> 